start, Patrick? Because, I mean, we have AOC at the Met Gala, $30,000 a plate. And, you know, she is a woman of the people. Um, yes. And, I mean, so much has gone she, down. She, she doesn't want to be, but she is. <laughs> All right, you want to start there? We got sports. We got all kinds of stuff to talk about. I think we got to start with the Met Gala. Big news last night. Okay. The only good thing about the Met Gala is that I believe a significant portion of the money goes to charity. Oh, does it? You know what? I didn't even know that part. Look at you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Significant portion. Okay. That's what it's for. Right. So other than that, it's the most pretentious, ridiculous um absurd typical hollywood star studded travesty now having said that if i was invited i'd go (laughs) (laughs) this is the problem with our society no one has absolutely i'd be on that red carpet You and Kristen would be dressed as I don't even know what. I, I guess. don't think I would look good as Sean as good as Sean Mendez with the no shirt. So <laughs> I'm just saying I don't go. think I would go with that look. I'd wear like a I'd go more the Bieber look last night with the baggy pants, but I would do a baggy jacket and baggy <laughs> pants. How can you go? Would you really go? That would be such Absolutely. a sellout for you. I feel like. Yeah. Come on, you're anti-establishment. What's up with that? You'd really go. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Wow. All right. Then how of can you rag? How can you rag on AOC then? Did I have I ragged on her yet? No, but I, I I'm reading my fortune. You know, my crystal ball. Well, I, th- I actually think you're going to rag on her more than I am. So AOC went wore a white dress. She looked stunning, but on the back of the dress, it said "Tax the Rich." Obviously, you know, it first comes across as ironic, hypocritical. She's there with a. of those people are ultra rich, mega rich, Mm -hmm. 30, 35,000 for a ticket. Question is who paid for OC's ticket? I'm sure that she was sponsored and I'm sure she made sure that didn't violate any, uh, you know, ethics ethics laws. I'm sure they somehow cleared that, which is bullshit, but whatever. Uh, So everyone's like crazy. Oh my God, how crazy you're there with rich people. Well, Here's the thing. She's with a bunch of rich people, all ultra liberal for the most part. Conservatives don't go to the Gala, And they're all so rich, they don't care. And her message, tax the rich, is kind of like, see, I can do this even with rich people here, so therefore we should tax the rich. I actually don't think it was as hypocritical as people are saying or as, you know, contradictory or whatever the problem is when she says tax the rich and now i'm getting in you know the the policy side of it obviously as a publicity stunt when she says tax the rich the biden tax plan that's coming out and the house tax plan is taxing people that make four hundred thousand or more they're going to raise their taxes to two two and a half percent capital gains is going up you're making 400 grand you're doing well you're not rich. Sure. You're not rich. Not in New York, not in Chicago, not in L.A., She's not in San Fran, total, not in D.C. She, that was the most hypocritical thing she could do. How many people do you think flew private jet to that oh, event? Yeah. 
Okay, well, that's her whole shtick about environment, how we have to give up our vehicles. Every single person there is private jet, the most elite of the elite, the people she goes and yet argues about, you know, five minutes prior, but yet she'll accept an invitation to an event like that that is the most high-end, out-of-touch thing with America and everything that her message is. And do you think for a second those people are going to give up private jets, private cars. Give me a break. They're, they're the people that are contributing to our environment. And she's fu- oh, like oh, all smiles. Oh, give me a, I can't I, believe you. You're totally becoming a soft liberal on this no, show. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is I, I agree with you, but I think you're missing what she was trying to convey. She was trying to convey that she's not afraid to keep her message of progressiveness, even at an event when everyone there is ultra mega rich so basically she was trying to convey that she's willing to speak truth to those who are rich when all those people are so liberal so over the top wealthy probably have so many ways that they funnel money to not pay tax give me a break how about going and you know being with people who all these single moms who are still struggling whose you know uh benefits are going to be up this month i would have gone there run the red carpet and been like you know what and now i'm going to the single moms in the bronx who's better give me a break that is the phoniest thing and so is de blasio she's not a policy she's listen no, nobody she, has any guts. No one stands to their morals. The minute they're like you, the minute they get an A-list invite all out the window <laughs> to go sit next to Rihanna, everyone's a hypocrite. Admit it. Republican and Democrat. I've said that consistently. They're all all hypocrites, regardless of what policy side you're on. They're all hypocrites. It's listen, we talked about it last week with the choice issue. So, you know, oh, you got to give people the choice to get vaccinated. You got to give people a choice to wear a mask. You got to give people a choice for this, a choice for that. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Yet, oh, can't have an abortion, you know, at at six weeks. Like, you know, so listen, both sides are hypocritical. Uh, Listen, AOC is not, she's popular because of social media. She's popular because she beat a longstanding, moderate, relatively moderate, uh, I should say a traditional liberal Democrat. Uh, but yeah, listen, the whole the whole Mechal is a joke. It's embarrassing. Uh, it, it's just one of those things that, you know, we in the media care about and well, probably shouldn't. I love the costumes, right? The costumes are great. And to your point, you know what? Look, if I got an invite, I'd probably go to. I'd be like, Schman, get out there, dress like a hamburger. Sarah, you would be there so fast. Of You'd course, be renting, a, a, you'd be renting a suite at the Waldorf. You'd hire an entire entourage. Oh, makeup, have- hair. Yeah. I'd go yeah. with somebody's therapy dog. I don't know, whatever it would be. You know, I mean, I'm I'm a hypocrite too. I just I wish people that went into potlicks that somebody would really stand. I also think you would go to Mar-a-Lago and spend the weekend with Trump. <sighs> yes, you would. You're full of crap if you say. I you don't wouldn't. know that I would. I I would have, but he really <laughs> lost me towards the end of his election. <laughs> and and I really I don't know. I think they were so tacky on 9/11. I think. I loved Trump when Trump was on TV. Like, I love everything that was Trump as an entertainer. And I think he you had love, potential. Yeah, you love the, the chaos in the entertainer Trump, not the yeah. president Trump. But I, so real quick, the, the, the policy on the, so real quick, the, the Dems came out with their 
tax increases to pay for the $3.5 billion boondoggle that they want to pass. Uh, there's a bunch of them. You know, the, the, the one of the bigger ones is the high, the highest tax bracket goes from, I believe it's 37 to 39.6, so 2.6% increase on income over 400 grand. Corporate taxes go, I believe, from 21 to 26 and a half. Biden wanted 28. Capital gains tax goes up about five or six percent. There's a there's a million five, I believe, threshold. If you make more than a million five, you get hit by another percentage point. If you make more than five million, I believe you get hit by three percentage points on that money. So uh, my biggest problem with the Democrats for the last 20 years is pay your fair share narrative, the working class narrative, and tax the rich narrative, right? Again, we talked about this. What's rich? Well, 400 grand is not rich in six, seven, 10, 12 cities in America. Cost of living is out of control. You make $400,000 living in LA County, you are not rich. Oh, no, you're no, no. Not, yeah, you're right. You're right. not even close to rich. No. Okay. You're, 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 you're okay. Yeah, you're, 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 go, you're okay. Don't, get, but, don't yeah. get me wrong. It's a lot of, it's a decent amount of yeah, money. Yeah, it's a lot but, for most America. I mean, it's huge, but. But, but, you, but you are not rich. That's why I said the tax code should reflect where you live. Yeah. Number one. And number two, the narrative of pay your fair share, okay? The top one to 2% of earners in this country pay 56-ish percent of all taxes in America, okay? So, you know, what does that even mean, fair share? It's just a talking point, pay your fair share. You know what? It's a great narrative, but the, good for the Dems because the Republicans don't have one, but, and it works because you know why? 50% of Americans pay barely any tax. So if you're saying tax the rich, you're talking to most people, if you know, you know, who aren't rich, pay your fair share. Yeah, damn it. You're rich, pay your fair share. And it just works. But the policy itself is bad. I mean, you want to say tax people over six, seven, eight hundred thousand, a million in these cities, geographic, I would even be for a geographic surcharge. So for example, if you're making five hundred thousand dollars, and you're living in, I'm just going to pick a Corpus Christi, Texas, right? I think you should probably pay two and a half percent more. But if you're living in San Fran, no, you shouldn't. You just shouldn't. Not when your property tax is 30,000. Your, your state income tax is 12% in California. It's absurd. That's a good point. You know, I, I did read someone's tweet and I didn't do enough research, but someone was proposing, why don't we just have a flat flat tax rate? Like oh, everyone. I'm so, I'm so for a flat tax. Like everyone just pays 10%. Like everyone. Why, why couldn't so they, we do that? They, they did the math and they think it should be about 15 to 17% straight. No. So. Yeah. No so matter actually, what. You... There's been multiple flat tax policies that come out. I mean, going back to Ralph Nader, you, you know, 25 years ago, whatever it was. Uh, you know, uh, listen, I'm for a flat tax. No deductions, no loopholes, no hiding any money. The part of the issue is, you know, I, I still think you'd have to say, okay, if you make under 30,000, you know, you don't have to pay the 17%. But after that, even 20%. Flat. You know, I know. I would think that would, why not? That's, yeah. 
Okay, anything else you want to say about that? I want to, you know, obviously 9-11 is really sad and it was the 20th anniversary. I thought we could kind of touch on that and then go back to some things that are a little bit lighter because I don't know about you, but I feel like leading up to the 20th anniversary, it was just really sad all last week. Like thinking about it, there were some great documentaries. I couldn't make it through them. I think it was just like, you know. It's hard to make it through them. Uh, So, you know, obviously 20 years, uh, you know, people – Unfortunately, it's one of those things, you know, exactly where you were, you know, exactly what you were doing, you know, exactly what people in your life were impacted. And, you know, having grown up in, you know, northern New Jersey, New York City area, clearly impacted now having lived in D.C. for the last 20 years. um, It's a it's, you know, I will say some of the documentaries that I that I've watched. There was a there's a new six part series on National Geographic, which is very good. It's 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 um, it goes basically through the entire day in, in increments with real footage that either has never been seen or never really has been put together to tell the story um, of of the firefighters and those first responders and what they went through. Uh, it, it's hard to watch. Very. Yeah, uh, I couldn't watch it. It was how, so However, sad. you know, and every person interviewed said the exact same thing to a degree. It was the saddest day, the most tragic day, but also was the best of America, right? And, you know, I've seen things come out now saying if America could get back to the way they felt on September 12th, 2001, we'd be in a much, much better place. And I think that's true. And, um, you know, I think it's unfortunate over the last 20 years, it's it's gotten so partisan. But it was before. I was going to say, and, don't you think we are? That's who we, I mean, 9-11 is who Americans are. Don't you think that's what makes this country, like, I think for the most amazing, part, amazing, beyond true. amazing? Yeah, God forbid, God forbid, if it was ever to happen again or something like that, I think America would at, react the exact same way. I think it would be a little less patriotic now, which is sad. You think? I do. Oh, I, I think do. people's patriotism is right there. I mean, it's just it hasn't been challenged sure. in 20 years. Sh- hasn't I'm been challenged sure. in the same way in 20 years. Oh, hell yeah. People, uh, yeah, people are like all America. It's just, we thank God. I hope we don't have to use it like we did then. Yeah. I, you know, from a policy standpoint, you know, Put that aside for a second. I think most people in this country love the country. Definitely. Are down the middle. I, you know, I said this to somebody the other day. You know, I would say, you know, 10 years ago, this country was center right. I think now it's a little center left. I don't think it's moved that much. So I took this. Um, it's You should do it. It's really interesting. So New York Times put out this quiz. Okay. 20 questions. 20 questions. So the New York Times created six political parties. I don't have them in front of me, but basically like far right to far left, they had names for them and every, you know, and then four other parties in between. So I took the test and it was so interesting. It was exactly where I thought I was. And I answered the questions as like, honestly, like first gut instinct. I didn't like, Ooh, what's the politically correct answer? I said, boom, this is the answer for me. Okay. And I I was, I am part of the opportunity and growth party. And my (laughs) leaders, my leaders are, or could be Larry Hogan, Mitt Romney, 
Michael Bloomberg, John Kasich. So that Republican. Right. Okay. And then I had two two friends take it. And they're the new liberal party, which is the one just below that. So they're not they're not right of center. They're left of center. But they're rational thinkers. And so it was interesting to see how where you fit in. You should look it up and, and take it. It's it's really good. All right. I take I, that. I, um, bet, I bet you you're a new liberal. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm going hardcore concern. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm super liberal on things like abortion and all that. You know, I'm just yeah, so so that yeah. was basically where I felt, and it, it was good. It was good to be validated. You know where I kind of think I am. What did you think? Okay, any thoughts about um, 9-11? You know, obviously, former presidents got together with the exception of Trump. You had George W. Bush, um, you know, speaking, kind of talking about the insurrection. I thought thought George Bush's speech was excellent. I thought Biden should have spoke on the day. He didn't. He he put out a pre-taped message the day before. He did go to all three sites. Obama spoke at one of the sites. Uh, Listen, a very sad day. Very, very sad I have some very good friends who lost some very close people to them. Oh, yeah, it was awful. And, you know, you just it's one of those days that, uh, you know, people say never forget. That's pretty much the post and, and, the, and the mantra that you say that day. And I hope that's true. I really hope that's true. I was going to ask I, you that, though, to your point about Americanism. I thought leading up to the 20th anniversary and that day, you know, because that is the slogan, right? But I don't know how you felt, but everywhere you turned, people were talking about it, posting. And I thought, you know what? That's that's a real statement to the patriotism of this country is we haven't forgotten. You know, people really posted and came out, I thought, on the 20th anniversary to say, you know, I mean, it was beautiful. The shots you guys had from from Fox 5, from the Pentagon. The I thought, you know what? That to me, it was as ever present as it was year after, like people I, no, rally. I, I, I agree. I, I think what I was saying is, I don't think people are as patriotic as they were then. I do think in a crisis right now, they would come together. I just not sure it would be, I think you would still hear some of the, you know, you heard almost no anti-American sentiment or blame for that attack, right? I'm just not sure the exact same sentiment by all would be here. I would say the majority of the people would feel the same way, but I just feel a little slippage in patriotism and polls bear that out. People are, people feel a little less patriotic um, than they did 20 years ago and certainly 40 years ago. And certainly, so I do, I do think as the country evolves, uh, you know, there's a little bit less of that. I will say I did, what I did enjoy, and it's to your point about patriotism, is watching George W. Bush. I think it, what was interesting is George W. Bush was the perfect, like, president as far as, like, the voice at the yeah. time. Like, he, you know, I don't know if you remember in October, he did the the pitch for the Na- the Yankees, like, a yeah, month after it. 9-11. It was, like, the most amazing you know, and then thing two and, months after that, they were ripping him on social media. Like, well, him. I mean, come like, on, he doesn't. He's not without blame. You know, I mean, it was. It's no, a no, no. Mess, I, but I understand. But I'm saying it was a quick. Yeah. I like the know, guy it, as a patriot. He's a good. You know, he's a good patriot. But anyway, listen, I, we can I debate said, that. I, I, last thing on this, I said this ten years ago. I said it five years ago, and I say it today, George W. Bush 
as as history continues to separate from his presidency, he continues to grow in stature, in how he handled that, and how he was a decent human being, which he is and was. Great family man. Laura was great. The family's done well. Good kids uh, served this country. You know, I, you know, I think, and I also think how much people hated Trump helped George W. become a better human being, like in people's eyes. People who people who actually didn't like him started to like, whoa. Yeah, let's yeah. compare the two. I mean, there's a person. <laughs> see, like I would have a beer with, like George W. Bush seems like an awesome guy to have a beer with and go with a go for a bike ride with. Like, just like I bet he's the most yeah, I mean, amazing. Listen, I mean, he was the last Republican president before Trump, so that's a natural comparison, right? Yeah, I just you know I have a problem with the Afghanistan war, but I think a lot uh, of people I mean, do. Listen. Yeah, all right. Okay, well, well, let's move on. Because you know what? You're giving me conflicting signals here. I want to argue with you about this. Lately, you've been sending me these articles about, oh, if you get COVID, you have more natural immunity than if you get the vaccine. And I'm getting a little confused by you. You know, you're giving me Joe Rogan vibes here. No, I'll give you my my clear... What is your clear? I'm confused. What is it? Because I almost get from you like you wish, or you're you're kind of saying like, get COVID. I don't know what you're trying to tell me. Not at all. Not at all. So... I'll be very clear. Vaccinations are critical. People should get vaccinated. If they're not vaccinated, getting COVID on purpose is never a good thing, right? It's it's it doesn't make sense. What what I'm saying is to ignore natural immunity for the administration, for the CDC, to put blinders on as they create policy regarding mandates, passports. Fauci came out this week and said he would support having to have that, having to be vaccinated to fly. Go back to when the pandemic started. Everyone was running to get antibody tests, right? Why? Because you want to know that you were protected. That was it. Go get an ant. The government was telling us to go get antibody tests. So you went, you got a test, you had previous COVID. Oh my God, you're off the charts, you're fine. Everyone, boom. When did that change? All I'm saying is if you say follow the science, you can't ignore the science. And I feel Democrats and liberals historically only follow the science when it fits their narrative, uh, either on policy or, or position. You have to move forward with the at least understanding or at least acknowledgement that natural immunity assuming you've already had covid has maybe a better chance of keeping you safe than the vaccines now go get a booster that doesn't mean at some point you're not going to need a vaccination i'm not suggesting have a covid party but to ignore it is not science you can't say follow the science fauci was asked about it on cnn Okay. And he said, well, we really haven't thought of that. Like, it was just such a bull answer. Like, you're you're supposedly the top but doctor. Wait, what is bull? I mean, you know, they're probably not pushing that because obviously they do want vaccination, right? What are we at? 70% of our country or is it 60% are so, like fully vaccinated? So, so, so a study came out, not a study, the, the Un, uh, United Kingdom 
health organization, whatever it's called, their version of the CDC came out and said 98% of people in the UK either have been vaccinated or have had COVID and have natural immunity. 98%. Okay. All I'm saying is it has to be part of the conversation. Natural immunity. Now, how do you, how do you, how do you, like, did you ask for antibody tests? I'm not, listen, I'm not saying there's a, yeah, right. How did they, but you can't, you can't say vaccines are mandated no matter what and ignore the science. You've been saying follow the science for the last 18 months, and now we're not going to follow the science. If I had COVID two months ago, I am much more protected than anyone who's been vaccinated. But isn't the problem, Patrick, is we don't know for how long, right? I mean, you have high antibodies. We don't know how long. We don't know how long vaccinations, right? We think six months. By the way, they're saying get boosters. And today, a bunch of top doctors in this country, Harvard, Stanford. They don't know, right? They said, we don't need boosters right now. Don't go get a booster, basically. They didn't say it that way. But they said experts are now saying we're not ready for boosters. So you're especially point, if you had Moderna. Okay, so your point is the CDC, the WHO. What you you're still finding so frustrating is there. You don't feel like they're really being forthcoming with no, the science. They're, no, they're really. I like, I, so I actually like what Israel is doing. Right? You know, th- they're talking about it all. The concern here. Listen, this is political. The concern is if the Biden administration, or the CDC, came out and acknowledged that natural immunity could be as good, if not better, than getting a vaccination. Their entire narrative about vaccine mandates goes away, right? But ignoring it to me is worse because now they're saying those those who believe in natural immunity and have had COVID, they're saying, see, I told you, they're not even talking about it. They just want to give us a shot. They don't care about us. They just, they don't, I think if you're, to me, Fauci, has, this is where he's failed for the last six months to a year. I think he's forgot about the science and he's just about policy now and politics and perception, right? He knows damn well, damn well, natural immunity is important and critical. There's tape of him saying it a year ago before vaccinations came out. So stop the charade now and let's really talk about how we're gonna move forward. If 90% of this country has either had COVID and has natural immunity or has been vaccinated, our policies in schools, retail, transportation should reflect that that doesn't mean they still shouldn't get vaccinated but our policies are not reflecting our policies are reflecting that only if you're vaccinated you're safe that's not true it's purely not true based on science um okay yeah i i understand what you're saying and it it, i mean a lot of people because i don't I mean, I get what they're doing. I mean, they they're, they don't want to push that narrative because they want to get more Americans vaccinated. And they know if they say that, Absolutely. it's probably going to encourage COVID parties. To your point, you said, obviously, no, don't and do that because it's not. And, and if the Biden administration wants to do that, fine, it's politics. The CDC, the World Health Organization, Fauci should not be ignoring it. They're okay. doctors. They're scientists. Don't tell me to follow the science and then ignore the science. I hate it. It drives me absolutely. It's this easy thing to hide behind now if you're a liberal. Follow the science. Follow the science. We're going to follow the science. Only when it fits your narrative. That's the problem. You can't do that. 
What do you think of like, um, you know, I, I feel like too, we're just, again, I, I don't think we're going to go backwards, even though you have some people that want that. But, you know, wasn't oh, it the wow. Clemson game? Didn't you, weren't you tweeting about that? Something like 90,000, 70,000 people. So, so there's been some articles that have come out. So, I mean, do you see people have short term memories? Do you remember last year in the summer? Okay, when all the the, the protests were happening and the, and the systemic racism, uh, you know, uh, sure uh, the protests, yeah, George uh, Floyd's murder, all that, right? All all that. So people were gathering, and yeah. rightly so. And and right away, like three four days later, they came out and said, "Well, we're not seeing a spike. We're not seeing a spike. We're not seeing a spike." Right? You know, people outside, you're not seeing a spike. Well, that's happening now. So you've had. 100,000 people in Penn State. You've had 90,000 people in Wisconsin. You've had 100,000 people in Ohio State. You'd ha- you've had 90,000 people at Clemson. Music festivals, you've, Lollapalooza. You you've had, had 70,000 people at Virginia Tech, right? And I'm just talking about just red states, liberals. You had the Met Gala last night. And the only people wearing masks that looked like at the Met Gala were those who were working it, right? They had to wear you've them had, supposedly when they went inside. The celebrities did, supposedly. Uh, okay. you, I mean, you had... Um, the VMA awards. No one was wearing a mess of that thing, right? You so anyway, my you have professional football games sold out. You're not seeing a spike. And I'm talking about stuff that happened a week and a half ago, like Wisconsin. You're not seeing it. The students, you're not seeing it. So like so, and I'll give you a perfect example of arbitrary craziness. So I ran the Cherry Blossom 10 mile on Sunday. Okay. It's great that they put it on. It's obviously not cherry blossom season. Normally the race is late March, early April. So they said um, you have to wear a mask outside before the race. Now, listen, it wasn't being enforced. But the, even the thought that, okay, I'm outside. I'm in a national park. Big, wide open area by the Washington Monument that I would have to wear a mask is completely anti-science. Completely. Right? So, again, policy anti-science policy when they said when you get in the corrals and you're really tight with everybody please put a mask on okay that's fine i did right because you know what even though i still don't think being outside if i'm right next to somebody it's very low chance we do know that you know we know that but but you know what I, i respect it fine okay the army 10 miler was supposed to be in three weeks now it's only virtual what yep that's crazy. A virtual race? Yeah. What? What do oh, you we're, log we're your... That's so They sent an email out last night. We're concerned about the variant, blah, 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 COVID. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Excuse my language. Right? It's, it's, it's arbitrary. It's not science. We just had a race in the same... We ran around the national... Uh, we ran by the Arlington Cemetery. We ran over the Memorial Bridge. We ran onto Haynes Point. We, we ran around, you know, the Washington Monument for the cherry blossom. Why? Does it make sense? Now, the Army 10 Mile is usually 25 to 30,000. The cherry blossom is not that as many. Okay. So, so I, you know, maybe that had something to do with it. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. We know outside October, the transmission. In October of 2021. We should not be having virtual races. Not when you have hundreds of thousands of people going to football stadiums, concerts, restaurants. It's like 
it's like schools now. Like all these kids are hanging out, they're playing. It, the, the whole thing is just all, it's out of whack now. Like but, but to your point, Sarah, we're not putting this back in the bottle. No, no. I, I, I think it's very arbitrary. A lot of the stuff like the masks on national park, you know, they're not going to enforce it. They don't enforce it in restaurants. They don't enforce it in grocery stores. You know, they tell you, oh, wear a mask. Not a soul says anything to you. You know, nobody does. Um, but you know what? You did bring up a good point. Isn't Fauci's whole thing with the vaccines and sort of them not addressing, you know, natural immunity is because if people get the vaccines, it will help um, slow the variants. Isn't that the big cause for that like the and then say that i thought that was the reason but, but i but and, i could be wrong and, i could be and you know you may be right with that so you know where you don't want people to get it because as people get it it creates more variants okay then let then let that be the narrative and again i am not suggesting go have a covid party i am not if you happen to have it then the part of the conversation should be how does that impact your antibodies? How does it impact future vaccination shots? How does it impact whatever, right? That's all I'm saying. And okay, but, last thought on this. What's your thought? You know, Biden's kind of taking a harder line with vaccine mandates for federal work. Like, what's your what's your take? I mean, you know, back on July 30th, I think her name is Walensky, the head of the CDC said there will be no national mandate. Biden said there will be no national mandate. Well, here we go. This is their workaround, I believe, on a national mandate. Federal workers, they're telling companies with 100 more employees that either, I think it's October 1st. Yeah. Uh, you have, was it October 1st? I don't remember the Or date. weekly tests for large companies. Uh, should put right. 12, more, 12 million more people uh, getting the vaccine, according to analysis by Goldman Sachs. Yeah. This is President Biden's mandate vaccines. But Patrick, isn't aren't they doing this because... You know, hospitals are, are now loaded to the point, you know, they're turning people away. Some people are dying of COVID yeah, I, in the. I don't believe it. But... You don't, wait, you don't believe those stories are true? No, I don't. <laughs> what? I, I don't, you I, don't, I, you think I, they're I inflated? Don't. No, I do. Honestly, I think the narrative's inflated. I really do. I don't but think But that's terrible. Being... That's like, okay, that's like journalists then. They're, they're skewing the numbers. They're misrepresenting. No, no, I think, I think, I think, I think. It's it's this narrative that tells a message. I'm sure they're I'm sure hospitals are tight, right? But why are they tight? It's like it, I'll give you a perfect example. We did a story last week, and it said that uh, child COVID hospitalizations are at an all time high. Okay, factual. But let's look at really the context of that, okay? The CDC on that same day said hospitalizations of, of COVID, COVID, COVID hospitalizations, children only account for 0.1 to 1.9%, okay? 0.1 to 1.9% of COVID, COVID hospitalizations. Other sicknesses, yeah. they account for 4.3%. So... As a child, you're almost four times more likely to be in the hospital with sure. something other than COVID. Yet we're freaking out. There's more kids in hospitals, probably three to four times more for non-COVID-related items. So, yes, it's a, you go from 0.5 to 0.7, it's a 30% increase. But we got to put it in context. 
Okay, but it's not just the you know you've got adults they're taking up the ICU beds. Listen, Biden did say it, and he's right. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, right? Yeah. So the question is, how much do vaccinated people have to protect the unvaccinated? You do have this natural immunity thing out there you got to talk about, but I still think people need to get vaccinated. I think booster shots messaging has been terrible. Listen, I think from midsummer. When they came out and said that people who are vaccinated carry as much of the virus and can can transmit it, and now that's trying to be proven untrue, and that you don't hear about breakthrough cases so much anymore, right? Because the percentages are low, much lower than they thought. So that narrative's gone away. I just feel like it's it. And, well, we can, yeah, yeah. Keep going. No, your point I mean, could so be: we, look, they're scaring everyone because they want everyone right. vaccinated. And, and the mixed messages feeds the narrative of those who are still unvaccinated, who maybe haven't had it, to not get the vaccination. So I just think the entire messaging has, has been bad. That's all. All right, let's move on to Justice yeah. uh, Breyer, because we, we've talked actually a lot about him. Then he gave, a, a, a I think, a pretty detailed interview, actually, to Fox News yeah. about um, his future, stacking the court. So he says, by the way, there is an end date to his uh, term. Sounds like he will mm-hmm. retire in Biden's presidency. Yeah. Sounds like he believes there should be term limits on the justices and also that the Dems shouldn't stack the court. So what did you think of that interview? I, I thought it was good. I think he's, I think he's, listen, he probably should resign so Biden can replace. I do agree that there should be term limits. I said it last week on on, on this podcast. Yeah, so does he. I thought that was very sensible. And yeah. I agree with him on the courts at nine is the right number. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a really good, yeah. I thought it was a good interview. I thought it was really sensible. Yeah, I mean, my problem with the court you know, is it? Be, it's become so politicized. And, you know, you could say what you want about the conservative side, which is six now, but really Roberts is in the middle. Roberts is tending to move more left or liberal, I should say, in decisions. Um, the three main liberal judges, uh, Kagan, Sotomayor, and Bre- they they always vote in the minority or they always vote to what you believe is the liberal stance. They never, ever go to the other side, ever. Yet Roberts will go to the other side. Gorsuch has gone to the other side. Uh, Kavanaugh even has gone to the other side. The three liberals vote in unison almost all the time. I have a problem with that. If you're a constitutionalist, there's no way you should have a 7-2 verdict or a 6-3 verdict or a 5 you just shouldn't, right? You can't. The problem is Congress has failed to do their job for the last 20 years. So policy is being written from various benches across this country, and that's a problem. They expect the Supreme Court to solve all their problems. No, Congress needs to get to work and make legislation so the courts don't have to make policy. And I think there's so much pressure on the liberal judges to, in essence, make policy, whether it's intended or not, that's not good. 
Um, all right, let's let's talk sports. Big NFL week. Um, you know, the U.S. men's national team actually. Okay, they won their game against Honduras. Yeah, now they play they in October, right? Um, I was asking Dan what he thought of the head coach, which I get, you know, he has mixed feelings too. I guess he was a former player, right? So he can really relate to the players on that front, but I guess there was some controversy because his brother is high up right in the U S men's soccer. I'm not a fan of Burhalter. I think the U S men's national team can do better. I think they can get it. They, you know, I think they could go out and get top, top, national or international coaches to coach this team it'll be interesting to see how he does over the next three to six games um you know we're sitting on five points you wanted seven or nine i think after the first three so for everyone it's 14 games to qualify top three teams qualify automatically for the world cup the fourth place team goes into a round robin tournament with other you know similar fourth place teams or third place teams, depending on what region you're from. And if you win that game, you get in. Um, But, you know, there's no other option this year. If the U.S. men's national team fails to qualify for Qatar, it will be, it'll be a travesty on epic proportions. Yeah, right. Because the talent. And I don't honor uh, the talent, the, the organization, they will have to tear it apart. MLS will have to, I think, acquiesce and move their calendar. So anyway, it's a whole big thing, not to bore people, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. All right, NFL, what'd you think? A lot of big games. Great first weekend. Um, My Raiders win in overtime last night. I tweeted out after the first quarter, typical Raiders, because they were down 7-0, ready to go down 14-0. But... They had a great second quarter, scored 10 points, and then uh, came back, kept coming back, and won in overtime. Uh, It was great to see stadiums packed, although the Washington football team stadium was not packed, only 54,000, and it's estimated about 20,000 of those were Carolina, I mean, um, uh, L.A. Charger fans. And then you had the sewage spill. Which, well, I wait a minute. They're denying that. They said it was water, and then the man in general. Oh, Genoa- bull crap. It stunk. <laughs> no, bull crap. No pun intended, right? Uh, oh, my. It was not water. It's, they said, you heard everyone at the table. Oh, my God, it stinks. It's terrible. Blah, blah. They're full. They're full of it. But the memes <laughs> were great. Um, you know, one of them said, it's a spewing sewage at the uh at the at the stadium washington football team stadium and it's not dan snyder this time <laughs> i, thought I know funny. i'm sure all the jokes yeah 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 that was kind of yes. gross but so apparently they gave him like sweet tickets and tickets to future games and all this stuff but um but you know unfortunately they lost uh and i know you know this is like a callback to earlier when we were talking about patriotism but you know remember the, did you see the video of the cat falling from the, yeah. the stadium saved by an american flag patrick i mean saved it doesn't by, get know, any more american and then ever and everyone cheered i was at a miami university football game it was <laughs> the great the guy holds up the cat it was awesome it was awesome it was all poor cat america that poor cat had to be so scared i know i know that poor cat as a part as you guys were animal rescuers that poor cat um oh okay God. wait now I wanted to ask you though, like kind of like. And by the way, college football. Yeah. About college football. College football is is at an all time great level. Really? Like, I don't watch. Yeah. Okay. I, I just you you want to you know, real quick. You want to talk about coming out of the COVID thing? Like college football 
has like it's it's kids it's campuses it's football it's americana it's loud it's awesome it's absolute alabama florida this week in florida you're gonna have a hundred thousand people it's going to be fantastic Love college football this year. Okay. Um, I was going to say two things. Uh, Governor Larry Hogan toured the new – I mean, you guys are getting like a – you know, speaking of the Met Gala with all these celebrities, I mean, you seem to be getting Maryland's biggest celebs uh, out there at the new Fox station. Governor Hogan was gracious to – you know, he's – we've been trying to set – obviously the state – That was big. The state from and some incentives, uh, state economic development – group was was uh, instrumental in in us choosing to come to maryland and, and montgomery county as was the county economic uh development group uh so we were trying to set it up he, he was here for the groundbreaking ceremony several years back uh and he was fantastic we had a tour chatted for about 40 minutes uh very gracious asked great questions uh, generally interested in the facility and how many employees and, and the technology and so forth. And then uh, Tom, Fitzgerald, Tom Fitzgerald, who's our Fox 5 political reporter, interviewed uh, Governor Hogan for uh, you know about 10 minutes, uh, and that aired that following Sunday morning on you know his Sunday morning show called On the Hill. So it was great. Now, really, did you really propose good. Governor Hogan as president and you as VP? I proposed me to be behind the scenes <laughs> as strategic advisor. Yeah, I can't be on the ticket uh, per se, but um, no, listen, I love it. I love politics. I love. I know listen, you want to start running. I, you and, are. You do love it. And listen, I, I listen. I think personally, my personal opinion is he would be a fantastic president. I I think his policies are where America is. I think his demeanor is where America yeah, he's wants great. to be. I I just don't think he'll get through a Republican primary because I think they just focus too far right. He's not conservative enough. He's not anti he's not against the board or pro life I should say. He is um God, I think that's he's scary. Too, I think he's unfortunately too moderate for uh, for, for for what has become, unfortunately, the Republican Party. So, um, all right. Well, one last question for you. What's up with this? Uh, you know, there's a Fox love story going on down in Bermuda, and you are not there. You know, Tucker Barnes, our longtime weather guy, and Caitlin, our longtime oh. weather woman, ha- are are getting married down in Bermuda. And they're, where was your married. invite? They're they're oh, married. they're married. Yeah. They're married, right? Yeah. yeah, they asked me to marry them as the, <laughs> as the justice of the peace, and I, you know, I declined. No. No, no, I think uh, I think I think Steve Chenevy went. Yeah, I saw pictures with Steve. Yeah, I don't know if he was the best man or not, to be honest with you. But no, I mean, great for them. It looked beautiful. Caitlin looked beautiful. Tucker, you know, looked semi handsome. <laughs> uh, nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He looked no, great. No, they looked they looked great. I know. What he had, a good. He had a, he, he had a fantastic suit on, by the way. It was. I love the color blue that he had on yeah they looked great and they've been together you know obviously behind the scenes for many been years together so good for, for them behind the scenes and um you know um you know i you know i hired caitlin from from philadelphia so i feel like i'm the matchmaker right? <laughs> that's true actually wow maybe you want to play I, matchmaker and I, got, and I got zero credit for it sorry zero credit wow 
That's story of your life, really, isn't it? I mean, you're kind of out there like the news martyr that you are. And Sarah, very little you, credit. It's, it's me, you and me, man. We get no credit. We get no credit. <laughs> you know, we, 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 have, we, have, we have a, a you know. I agree. A transformational podcast here, and we're getting zero credit for it. I, I know. I know. It should be All right, popping gotta, have, All right, you got to go. I, We've I, gone on I, forever. I've, I've talked to you long enough. Where can people follow you? <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> Patrick Fox 5. Okay. All right. Patrick GM Fox 5 DC. Okay. Bye, Patrick. Bye, Sarah.